This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. by a mile the podcast for anything and everything colorado avalanche and the official avs podcast for the hockey podcast network welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode today is the october 9th uh episode here well we're recording on october 9th anyway it will be released uh tomorrow which is thursday for all of you october 10th so we're kind of in a little bit of a limbo here. It's been about four days here without a game. Kind of losing my mind. But anyways, I'm Jared. And uh, today we got Brett in studio again. Hey, everybody. And of course, Tyler is still over in Ontario waiting to get married on Saturday. T-minus uh, three days to get married. Woo! There we go. Hi, everyone. So, uh, yeah, we're just, uh, you know... Start of the season happened. We uh, were all, you know, greatly anticipating games to be played in the regular season. Then we get the first two games, really, really good games, as we talked about last episode. And then we have another four days off. It's, you know, uh, I was really excited about being right about the two and L episode on Sunday, like recording on Sunday. <laughs> this would have been a lot easier if we went zero and two. I think. <laughs> Maybe have a little bit more stuff to talk about. A little more things to talk about, maybe some more roster moves. You know, maybe not necessarily wanting the next day to next game to come because you're like, oh, maybe they're just gonna lose again. <laughs> well, yeah. Even so, <clears throat> I guess uh, you know you, we've won two games, but there's still roster <laughs> changes that have been made. Um, some due to injury, some you know call ups put or you know uh, transactions pushing them back to the A, but. Uh, some of the lines have got a little uh, messed up here. Uh, some of the practice lines today were, just let me quickly find this. The first line, of course, perfection line. You can't touch that. It's perfect. Um, Certainly looked like it so far. Right. Not not too bad. Not too bad at all. But the, uh, so yeah, they had Calvert, Kamenev, actually, and Nishushkin, which... Kamenev just had a couple shifts with them, so he might not be playing. Belmar was mostly playing with that line still. So that's relatively still intact. And then the second line was Donsko, Ka- Donskoy, Kadri, Burakovsky. And the third line was Nieto, Jost, and Wilson. And Comfer is reportedly has an upper body injury. And so he's, re- or, uh, he's delegated to day-to-day here. So, yeah, it's a little bit different, uh, but, you know, 
is what it is. Not nothing too major up front. But then you get back to the D line and a little bit spicier, I would say. As you know, they, they sent down Kanaton, I think, early last week. Or I mean late last week, sorry. Um and he's back with the team now. Which, you know, that's gotta be annoying for, you know, a fringe depth player. Get sent back down to the A and, you know, next week. Okay. Going back to the uh, big squad. You know, <laughs> you're probably like, you're probably not wrong. It's probably annoying getting like kind of pulled both ways, going up and down and up and down. At least Colorado is in a situation where their farm team is in the same city. Like at least it's the Eagles to the Oh no. No, your 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 audio's still coming through. Oh my oh man. Yeah. This Skype froze, but yeah. it's not frozen. Anyway, at least it's the same situation where it's like, you know, the Eagles are in the same city. Like yeah. if it was a team, you know, like oh, you know, our farm team's in I don't know middle of nowhere in well, New York, New York, like in in New York like state somewhere. It's like, oh great. He's yeah. still on the plane going there and we're gonna call him back up. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, it'd be like the Flames, <clears throat> right? Their uh their farm team is in Stockton, California. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> Oh, he's on he's it literally in the middle of his flight and now I guess we're just uh gonna call him back so you better turn around yeah exactly yeah that is true actually i didn't really i should have thought about that a little bit better i guess but <laughs> at least yeah you're right it is in the same uh same area there so makes it a little bit easier for him for sure um so it also yeah it makes it easier for fans that if you want to go watch him you don't have to go anywhere either right that is actually great <laughs> get to see the whole uh the whole organization all in uh one state perfect um also uh timmins we have sent him down to the a uh which isn't you know the craziest thing uh you know some of the things i was hearing was you know he's not gonna get enough ice time up here that he needs which is pretty true you want a player like that probably playing almost top minutes getting you know some power play time maybe some pk time even he definitely deserves top four minutes for sure yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, and you can't really argue with Gerard Johnson, Zadorov, and or sorry, Zadorov and Makar. Yeah, exactly. And so you know, there will be space for him eventually, as you know, we can already see some of these uh, transactions slash injuries affecting you know different ro- or uh, yeah different lineups, but at least you know he's. <laughs> You know what's going to happen. Some, you know, one of the top four is probably going to get injured, and then he'll have lots of time to play with the big boys again. So. Agreed, yeah. It'll, uh, you don't pray for injuries, but it's nice to be in that position where you have that 7-8 guy where you're like, this isn't necessarily a drop-off, you know? Right. And exactly, at least they have some of that depth on the back end as we've talked about numerous times before and i guess there's some word that you know kind of rumors i guess that barbario might be making his first start tomorrow uh thursday there against the bruins um so we'll see uh he had a rough year last year with injuries and all that good stuff so 
maybe he can come back and make a little bit of a statement here. Maybe uh, maybe he takes that sixth spot. Who knows? Yeah, you know, it's, it's still open until Ian Cole officially comes back, right? Exactly, which is also some other good news that we've gotten lately here over the course of the day here. So Cole is officially cleared to play. He's been practicing in a regular jersey, which is great news. Uh, dude had double hitch, hip, hitch? Wow. Double hip surgery. Over I mean, the, it's like a hitch. Yeah. <laughs> the body hitch. Yeah. Got his hitches, uh, replaced, not replaced. Hopefully, you know, he's not that old. Uh, but you know, pretty major surgery. And for the timeline and the projection was, he wasn't going to be back till early December. So for he's him to the be, only one. he's not the only one. Braden points supposedly coming back too. Exactly. Yeah. Already, and he was expected to miss a month. Yeah, exactly. He's he was supposed to be out till November as well. It's uh, that's always a good sign, of course. You know, and I've heard that Cole was pretty keen on you know trying to get his body ready, get back to game speed and more. Not even game speed, game fitness. Game speed's gonna come now. Um, but he's skating in in a regular jersey and he's cleared to play, so that's outstanding. That's like two months clear of his freaking projected return date so kudos to him as and, long as he doesn't come back early man as long as he doesn't come back too early and yep. aggravate something you know exactly and there's not too much of a rush yet considering the abs are 2-0 and and they've got other options like barbario like we've already talked about they brought Connaughton back up so there's not necessarily a huge need for him to rush anything but you know if the body's good to go and he's good to go that's great sign yeah it it's, might also be good too at least with the way current things are shaking out he doesn't need to play top four minutes in that first game or first week back you know like it's yeah so yeah with like ian cole not having to come back and play big minutes it's awesome for the abs for sure yeah but man look across the division the jets have like we talked about it Earlier in the season, the Jets had nobody on defense. They had nobody on defense compared to last year. Yeah, exactly. They have less than nobody now. Their their nobodies are gone, <laughs> are injured, or whatever right now. <laughs> or on personal on leave. Or yeah, personally chilling. Yes, that's two guys on that team. Yeah, who was Boslin it? Was... and Kulikov right. are now on personal leave. Yeah. Different reasons. I assume it's. It sounds like the rumor is that Bufflin's still contemplating retirement. Right. Which, if it's taking this long, is that not proving a, that he wants to retire? Yeah, it's a pretty big sign, obviously, because I. I, um, I don't think there's anything health-wise wrong with him, right? Maybe that it or, hasn't been said, but right. Maybe it's an overweight thing. Like maybe mm. he got told to go home. Yeah. And yeah. this is kind of what the, I like. I don't know. I'm. That's complete speculation for sure. Yeah. That's a not a bad call, actually. Coming to training camp, not being in shape like everyone else, getting told and to go home. Is it, well, especially if it's that, and the, like maybe he's out of shape, and then when Paul Maurice or the coaching staff or the training staff ask him and say, why are you out of shape? And, you know, he says, yeah, you know, I just wasn't really into it. I didn't really feel like training this summer, this and that, and the other thing. Maybe, I'm, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. That's, right? That's unfortunate. For it sure. is unfortunate, and you think you got to think it's crazy from his standpoint too. There's a lot of money on the table still. That is very true. Yeah, that that's the big, one of the big decisions, right? Walking away from all that, 
Because it's not Boston, like you're going to leave for a year and then get signed again. Oh. I highly, highly, oh, okay. highly, yeah. highly doubt he'll be one of those well, players that come back. Well, the thing is, yeah, well, that's it, right? Bufflin was yeah. never, Bufflin was never one of the players that you were like, man, this guy's fit. Like Patrick <laughs> yeah. Marlow, Patrick Marlow just got signed. Yeah. Why? Because he stayed in shape. Joe Thornton yeah. just came out the other day and said he's still the best skater on the ice. <laughs> Has Dustin Bufflin ever been the best skater on the ice? No, probably no ice. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. And yeah, Marlowe's. I don't even know why he's what. Like, I yeah. don't even know what that personal reason is. Yeah, they have lost a lot of demon over the course of what six months, not even. Yeah, four, four or five months, it's just one after the other, you know. And it's funny because they tried to set themselves up with all these new guys and stuff, but, you know, that kind of required Bufflin and all of these guys. Dustin Bufflin still has uh, $14 million in pay due. Yeah, it's a hefty yeah, bag no, of money. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I would like, be that's like, a lot of money to walk away from. Uh, can I sit on the bench like the goalie and take notes for that <clears> much, please? Dude, all he's got to do, do is come to camp and pretend to be hurt. <laughs> or go get her, you know. Pretend like yeah. he's skating around the corner. He's like, "Oh, I caught an edge and hits the board." Oh, I pulled my hammy. <laughs> oh, my glove fell off and someone cut me. Remember, oh. remember in Toronto a few years ago when everybody seemed to get hurt, like Joffrey Lupul and Stefan Robida, and oh, I see what you're saying. So it's by choice, right? Send him to Robida Island, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was called there. I'm sure they can call it something in Winnipeg, right? You know, it's the Cap Circumvention Island. <laughs> the guy gets paid, he just doesn't play hockey. It's perfect. Yeah. But, man, it's really killing Winnipeg. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, it could be worse as fans and not even close to the same situation. So, at least there's one team that we know has a, better, uh, has a worse situation on the back end. Well, I mean, there's a lot of teams with worse situations. Yeah. It's just, at least it's not that bad. Yeah, exactly. And then at the same time, you get to watch Tyson Berry go play in Toronto and make his stupid defensive mistakes like he did before. It's great. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's probably something that they won't miss. No, I, I don't think so. I was watching, was watching people argue about the East Coast bias on Twitter, and it was friggin' hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the funniest things I've watched on Twitter in a while. Just like, I can't remember who it was, but some abs reporter, and he's just like, oh, you know, it's the East Coast bias where they're excited about Tyson Berry switching his stick around. <laughs> and where everybody else would be pissed off that he missed said play in the defensive zone, but it's the East Coast, so everybody just cares about offense. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole different league out there, man. Yeah, it's funny because... Uh... There's been a lot of talk over the years about, you know, when it comes to, like, the Norris Trophy and stuff with yeah. that consideration and how offensive uh, Eastern Conference D-men have been historically compared to the West. Oh, for sure. Which is really funny because it's not always deserving. Like, I don't know. There's de at least one of those Carlson Norris trophies that I was not happy about. Even the Drew Doughty Norris, you're just like, yeah. Of that was all a the weird years, one. of all the years for Drew Doughty to win his Norris, and you're like that. That was the one. Yeah, 
that, that was that, a that weird was one. Yeah. He, was, he had better seasons than that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's was, it was like almost a so mercy. Crazy. Here's oh sorry, we screwed up, buddy. Here's your Norris this year. It's because of when they did their year. when they did their East Coast trips, they just they they just peddled their Oh Norris for the or sorry, Dowdy for the Norris. Dowdy for the Norris. <laughs> and then yeah. it worked. There you go. That's all you gotta do it, man. Maybe maybe in a year or two we gotta do the Macar for the Norris tour. Oh, hey, maybe this year. No, <laughs> let's not get it. Ahead. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Could you imagine? That's that's the ultimate like overreaction take. <laughs> yeah. like, two games in. Oh man, Kale McCarr, he's winning the North. Norris, no problem. <laughs> this uh... year, buddy. This year. <laughs> Potentially not even the best defenseman on the team. Yeah. Good stuff. Shall we touch on some of the historic? events happening around the league because you know guys are just scoring four goals oh, left yeah. and right all yeah I don't, I don't know uh <laughs> we were just trying to look that up earlier before we started recording here and uh i don't think anybody I scored four goals last year all i can't of last think year. of a single four goal game last year yeah so i remember joe thornton's almost hat trick i think it was <laughs> no i think he got a hat trick and he was, was going it, for four yeah, right. He said right. if he scored four, he would do something. Show people his groin area. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that was, that was <laughs> pretty Matthew's PG thing. right there. Nice. Well done. Yeah, you know, I had to. I already got a beep in once. So. <laughs> um, but anyway, Anthony Manta, who is poised to have a pretty nice breakout year with Detroit and a team that's supposed to be a lot better than they were last year. I mean, the numbers he's he, put up already. He comes out and scores four goals. He's a goal scorer. He was a goal scorer when they drafted him. Yep. That was the classic Detroit Red Wings pick where Manta should have dra- got drafted in, like, the top ten, and he fell to, like, I think 18 or 19 or 20 or something, maybe farther. And, you know, who does he fall in the lap of? Oh, Detroit. And they just do what they do, and they groom. And they do what they do. They teach the guy how to play defense instead of just being an offensive threat. Yep. And look, now he scores four goals. Oh. And now he's set to be one of the top forwards in this league, pretty much. Because Oh, man, he's going to be ridiculous. That that top line is going to be driving that team as well. Which oh, is, they'll be, yeah, they'll be a front-heavy team for a while, I think. Yeah, which is good, you know. Maybe we can uh, get some more, you know, historic matchups in the, uh, the playoffs there. I wouldn't yeah, mind a uh, Detroit-Colorado final. Let's do it. Re restoke the fire on that big rivalry. <laughs> right. This time we'll do it in the finals. Right? Could you I'm, imagine? Oh man, that would be that'd be a stellar matchup because it's media, so funny that they're in the East now. The media would eat that. Oh, oh right. That'd be that'd be big time. They news. would have the easiest time selling that series. Right? It would be Easy Patrick Wall all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we instead of uh, Brett Hall, we'd get a uh, I don't know Peter Forsberg or something in there. Does yeah. he go crazy? He's probably not as good as Hall, but I can't imagine he um, would be able to go absolutely off the wall like Brett Hall did. Yeah, he's uh, not as vocal of a player. I don't he know if he'd really be able was. to. I, I don't know if he he himself would be able to <laughs> get that smashed <laughs> yeah. in public like that. You know, it's a task, man. I hope he did. Like, I, I really hope he would for that occasion, but I just don't see it happening. The great thing that if that did happen, it, you know that it would just attract 
the who's who of those uh, alumni. Absolutely. It would be fantastic. So get on it, Detroit. You guys are looking yeah. good over there. So uh, it. get it going. 20, 2021 Stanley Cup final, maybe? Let's go. <laughs> but and then, and then, so you have Mantha, who's, you know, a rookie. He's kind of expected to – He he's got the skill. You're expecting him to do something along those lines. You know, hat tricks, stuff like that. Yeah. Then you go across the country, well, across the continent, I guess, at this point. Yeah. And to a guy who scored seven goals in the entirety of 2018-2019 in James Neal in Edmonton, who now is playing with Connor McDavid and the Oilers, and he scores four goals just to rub salt in the wound to all Flames fans everywhere. <laughs> the real steal, Neal. The real steal, That's what Neil. I'm hearing now. <laughs> Man, what a... That's ridiculous. So ridiculous, dude. Like, what? He said it was the wrong choice when the Flames did it. He said, I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> One more Which, goal, he did. We've talked about it, you know, talking Flames for, between us, right? It's, it's. I always thought they should have gave him another season to try and fix him, but Treleving jumped the gun, fired him up to Edmonton, and, and it's only, what, three, four games in the season for the Oilers? Three. Yeah, exactly. Three games. So, I mean, it's not like he's going to go score 50. No, probably like 35. 30 if he scores is, 35, that's McKinnon huge. just, you know, gives him the puck. The Oilers wrong, pretty much... Wrong, wrong, wrong oh, wrong team. Wrong <laughs> <pick>. David. <laughs> Colorado <laughs> focus. <Close enough. laughs> the the third-round pick that they owe the Flames in that trade, if Neil hits over 21 and 10 more than Lucic, I think is pretty much solidified. Yeah, yeah, that extra draft pick that was in that deal. Which is crazy, because if you're the Oilers, you're like, hell yeah, we'll pay a third-round pick for this. Yeah, right. You know that first-line right-winger we've been missing for years? We found him. Years and years and years and years and years. But, man, it's it's just gross what they've done so far. Yeah, that's, uh, that's impressive, you know. You score... F- four goals in a game let's i want to see more of that come on rest of the nhl let's go i'm sure kucherov i'm sure uh ranton could do that for us i was gonna say how about ranton how about how you give us a five goal game yeah let's go you know step it up a notch double hat trick when did that happen last yeah yeah six let's get greedy you know six yeah touchdown seven why not (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay we need to stop smoking the yeah the reefer here bud um um so yeah, would be nice though. Would be would be crazy to see the NHL go off and start like hat tricks being a thing in the past, and it's just four grand slams. <laughs> four trick. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, you know, there's been there's some you know upcoming stuff that's uh, looking pretty exciting uh, on February fifteenth, the uh, Stadium Series game. You know, it's obviously not for a while still. Uh, but the uh, I'm sure those of you, I'm sure those of you with tickets are chomping at the bit here. No doubt, to get to go to that one. Yeah, that's going to be incredible. Super stoked to see that. Uh, yeah, so February tw- or fifteenth, twenty twenty, Falcons Stadium, Minnesota, right? It, I, that's what I thought too, but it's against the Kings. Oh, that's boring. I I know. Hey, LA <laughs> needs more stuff. Come on. Hey, yeah, well, you're right. We just got to fire them up like uh, the Flames did last night. 
Uh, if yeah, anybody missed that, uh, Dustin, I'm sorry, Dustin Bufflin, wrong defenseman, Damn. Drew Doughty celebration after his OT winner last night, <laughs> you need to go check that out because that is potentially gift of the year. Right. Uh, that's pretty funny. What a Sally. He, him and Kachuk, you know, do their thing, go after each other all game. So exciting. Kachuk ties the game yeah. at three. They go to overtime, and who scores the winner? Drew Doughty of scores course. the winner. That Who's was been really getting fun. booed all game <laughs> yeah. and tells a fan or the fans to go suck his groin area. <laughs> <laughs> Which may have been the funniest thing I've ever watched. It was great. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they had management was over uh, in Colorado Springs at the Air Force Academy there doing some, you know, little bit of meetings there. Uh in regards to that stadium series game. So that's one date to circle on your calendar. And uh, that's going to be a really, really, really fun time. Uh, what was the other date I was looking at here? Christmas. Christmas is coming up. <laughs> that's not actually what I was talking about, but you know, no, what's really coming up is Thanksgiving. That is true. A month away. Um. Oh yeah. Right. It was uh, the, the hockey fights cancer that's the other one it's on november 23rd as everyone knows november is hockey fights cancer month so uh don't forget to support the hell out of that wear your purple yeah exactly that's uh Get the yeah. purple tape out november 23rd that game um so yeah coming up there's two road games tomorrow for us today for you guys listening is the Boston Bruins. Uh, they are in Denver. Isn't that, that's a home game. These two are home games. Exactly. Last two uh, home games before that six-game roadie. Uh, that's going to be a tough road trip. But Get your abs filling if you want to go to a game. Yeah. In the next three weeks, you should probably go tomorrow or Saturday. Yeah. That's, or I guess Thursday or Saturday. It's your only options. Solid six-game roadie to, uh, you know finish off the first 10 games of the year which will be interesting to see where they sit after 10 but uh boston is going to be a gigantic test those guys are playing like madas we said it on sunday or monday's episode measuring stick game for sure yeah. that is basically the same team that was in the cup final exactly so you know they are gonna bring some heat some speed, some grindiness that we all know that the Bruins bring. And don't forget, Nazem Kadri's favorite team. Exactly. So, got to keep an eye on Nas in that game. Cause, See if uh, he can get the red mist going here. Yeah, hopefully not as, you know, crazy as he has gone in the past. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of emotion there. And you know the likes of, you know, Brad Marchand are going to be, you know, pressing his buttons all night. If he gets a chance to, he's going to. It's not even Marchand. It's DeBrusque. Oh, you're right. Be scared of DeBrusque. DeBrusque and Kadri do not get along Yeah, they don't like all. each other. So, uh, some... I don't know. You're going to, I think you're going to see a damn good Kadri because he's going to want, you know, he, of course he loves playing the Bruins in a way. It's probably a love-hate relationship for him, I'm sure. It's the easiest game for him to get up for. Definitely, right? It, of the year. It doesn't take much to uh, get motivated to try and crush these Bruins. So 
look out that would definitely be my player of the game to watch and i'm sure every single person if there's a player of the game to watch it's mr nazem if he doesn't get on the board on thursday night i'm gonna be shocked like legitimately shocked yeah i would i would agree and Maybe he won't get a goal, but you know he's going to be a factor. Especially, I would I would keep an eye out for that second line. If they're going to put those three boys together, the new boys, they're going to be uh, looking to make a statement on behalf of Kadri too. I would I would assume. Plus, it's early season, so Tukarask is a little. Tuka, he's he... weird. He's weird in that early season, man. It's just—it's true. He usually doesn't get to quite his form until about midway through. Then it's he's prime time scoring time against Tuca early season. Yeah, so you know, Ranton, if you want to do that five-six goal game, it might be the time. Just saying, <laughs> you know, entertainment, entertain me, do it. You've been entertaining so far, so just keep it up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just keep being you, Miko. It's all good. Um, so after that uh, Bruins game on Saturday, uh, Colorado will host the Arizona Coyotes, which is probably not as scary of a team, but a team that's looking to prove some things this year. They wrapped Let their me. season up last season with a huge push, a surprising push to almost make the playoffs. They were selling out games. Whoa. Let that's me tell a you, I, I looked at the schedule for the Avs this year, and I circled the Avalanche or the Arizona game for sure. You know, yeah. it's just it's just one of those games you got to watch. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I do like me some Phil Kessel, and I do like to watch him putt around the ice and eat some hot dogs. I kind of forgot about, about... Un- un- unfit like hockey player. <laughs> Somehow he keeps coming back. Because the fatter he gets, the heavier he gets, therefore... The harder his shot? The easier he can lean on a stick and shoot. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That's all he does. He just goes straight up the ice, gets the puck, shoots it. How he can move his body so fast, I don't know. Even Phil can't score right now with the Coyotes. They've got a whopping one goal in two games. It's a big offensive output. <laughs> you know, they're just, they're just overpowering teams right now. <laughs> on defense? I, I, I don't, I don't know. know. I I couldn't really tell you because uh, I gotta be honest I don't watch Arizona games ever. Uh, one one good thing I did see on Twitter or Instagram or something. Kemper has some really sweet pads. Oh yeah, <laughs> with the the retro Arizona jerseys, you know the like oh the uh, the like I don't even know what you call that the black and maroon and yeah with like the we- kind of weird looking coyote with the hockey stick or whatever did he have a yeah, hockey yeah. Stick? yeah the original coyotes logo yeah he's got some retro pads or if you want to call them retro to go with those uniforms oh man they're awesome <laughs> maybe they'll wear them no that's a home jersey you'll have well, to check it's it's pretty sweet i like them a lot i'll definitely check that out if if nice looking gear stop get stop pucks and won games they'd be two and oh leading the league you know <laughs> Well, yeah, it's not necessarily the pads. It's the person under them. Unfortunately, <laughs> they're Darcy. Uh, no, yeah. Remember, remember our, our days playing beer league hockey? If you can't play good, you got to look good. Yeah, it's true. It's true, you know. <laughs> Call me a poser, but, you 
maybe that's just Arizona's move. They're supposed to be better this year, but so is everybody. Yeah, that's that's true. And going to have to score more goals than what they have scored. Unfortunately, what is it, one? Is it literally one, one, one goal? One goal in two games. Oh, boy. Well, Pretty high-scoring games, though. The Ducks beat them 2-1, and the Bruins beat them one nothing. That's interesting. If there's any, uh, I don't know, if that's an indication of defensive play, right Could on. Could be a bit of a snoozer. Yeah. But, you know. At least it's hockey. It is. And this four-day break has just, it's, it, it's depressing, man. You know, We just started break, the season. I don't want another break. Four-day break at Thanksgiving, four-day break at Christmas. You know, that's I'm cool. okay with it. I get distracted by the turkey. It's all good. Four-day break right after the first week of the season, not okay with. Yeah, not like, cool. I feel bad for the Rangers. And I was going to say, our fellow, not even that bad. Yeah, our fellow uh, podcasters in the network, the Broadway boys, they must be just pulling out their hair, man. They have like a five-day break. I had, I had to pull out Panarin in my freaking pools, man. Actually, I left <laughs> him in in one, but like, man, dude's playing one Your game this must- week. What am I supposed to do? Your team must be rough if you're leaving Panarin in for one game. Yeah, the other ones aren't that great. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess one last thing we can touch on is the altitude stalemate. Uh. <laughs> I know it's, that I just I did that for all of us. Our yeah. uh, collective consciousness, just you know, that sigh. That's for all of you fans listening. Right if now. everybody could coordinate a sigh at like puck drop tomorrow. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah, just everyone in the arena, just everyone in the arena, everybody outside the arena, everybody at home, just give a collective. Ugh. Also, if you haven't signed what that petition, get on the NHL website. It's right on the Colorado front page. There, sign that damn petition. The mo- I hope it works, but I don't. Know what, I don't know what it's supposed to do. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it'll help, but you know, the annoying if it does, part about the whole thing, the other, the other thing that sucks, and you know, this might actually help. Is the fact that the NBA is starting soon, which means it's not just the Avalanche that aren't being televised. It'll be the Nuggets as well. Okay, yeah. So there might be a little bit more leverage there once both get going. But the problem is, like, the the biggest issue of the whole thing is the fact that it's basically the network versus the little guy. And the little guy loses every time. Right. And Altitude's the little guy. Whether or not they've been offered offered a price or... Not a settlement, but a deal to get the games back on TV. It's it's obviously not enough. Altitude, there there has been a deal on the table, and Altitude said no. Yeah. It's it's the same thing we dealt with with all these RFAs and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the value of their their product. Everybody, well, everybody thinks they have an idea what their va- their product's valued at. Mm-hmm. It's, if Altitude doesn't believe in what Comcast or Dish or DirecTV or whoever the heck is offering them money, then it's not worth it. And it's a struggle because these guys just want to make money. They just want to own another network. Right. And then there's Comcast the fans who are Dish. kind of the kids that are stuck in the middle of this damn divorce. Yeah. Comcast and Dish and DirecTV would rather buy Altitude than just show their programming. Yeah. Right? And it's it's gross. That's a good no word. Other, That's a good word for it. Gross. Yeah, I like, like it. No other way to put it, and it sucks being a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Do you well, want to? Do you want to go sit there and pay the NHL, like NHL Network, or NHL Live, or whatever they call it? Do you want to go spend two hundred bucks just to watch your Avalanche? 
and a month from now, all of a sudden it's back on TV and you don't get a pay, like you don't get to watch any of the stuff you just paid for. Yeah, it's there's little to no options right now for that. It, you know, like it, it almost comes down to illegal streams because yeah. that's basically what you're pushing right now with yeah, you're like, pushing people to go watch it illegally yeah. and watch the away feed because it doesn't make sense to pay for the NHL Live or NHL Center Ice or whatever if it's just going to come back in a month. Right. Yeah, it's just a real no-good situation right now. Something that uh, we need dealt with ASAP. Yeah, I agree, man. It's The fact that we're two games in the season and like a week and a half into the season and it's still going, it's... It makes me feel like the way the William Nylander contract negotiation <laughs> made me feel last year Just as a Leafs fan. Too, it's going to get too drawn out. Hopefully not, but it's looking that Problem way. Problem is there's no, uh, no D-Day on this. It can go until whenever right. the heck they want. Yeah, there's literally, like, it's not like there's a, a deadline of any kind, yeah. It's just kind of wait and hope. Yeah, man. That's all we can do, unfortunately. But, you know, hopefully, anyways, at least hopefully, if you can't see the game, you can, you know, get on Twitter, look at some of these, you know, beat writers for the Avs. We'll be tweeting as much as we can, you know, during the games, keep you guys updated. That, that's pretty much all we can do for you, unfortunately. Watch our Twitter while we yeah. live tweet the games. Exactly. If you can't watch it, at least you get that. Yeah. At least you can kind of feel like you're there. (laughs) But I think that about wraps her up. Yeah. The the slow news cycle that was this week Mm -hmm. ends now, and we get some hockey on Thursday. We can actually, you know, talk about hopefully some good stuff, but at least it'll be present, you know, relevant news hopefully it's good but at least it's stuff (laughs) yes at least (laughs) it's stuff uh but yeah so i guess that'll do it for us this episode we will be back with another episode on Sunday, sunday following both these last two home games before that six game roadie uh we're hopefully lining up an interview with the hockey troll from the caps chirp podcast on the uh as part of our network the uh the caps boys there for the washington podcast so uh look for that in the next episode as well as we're looking for audience questions and fan questions from the avalanche and all you other offsiders out there uh if you guys are on twitter visit us there at offside by a mile we got a tweet going. I'm going to retweet it tomorrow as well. Try and get some more questions from the fans. So if you got a question for us or, you know, about the Avs or about us, send your questions in. We will hopefully get to them on the Sunday episode. And Next time you hear from me, I will be a married man. So wish yes. me luck. <laughs> yeah, wish Tyler luck. Uh, or dog, depending on your feeling. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening, folks. Have a great night. 
Don't forget to visit us on Twitter at Offside by a Mile to join our conversation and have your voice heard. Also, check out the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast there or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.